welcome to Oh My Stars, a music astrology podcast. And we're here to draw connections between astrology and the music people love. I'm Amy. And I'm Stefan. And today we're welcoming composer, producer, and musician Morgan Kibbe. Welcome, hey, Morgan. Morgan. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Thanks for coming on. We, we have a little bit of uh, background here for, for listeners. I'm just going to go into this. And if any of this isn't right and your Wikipedia needs to be rewritten, we'll, we'll help you do that. <laughs> Doesn't afterwards. everybody's Wikipedia need to be rewritten? <laughs> <laughs> I hate my Wikipedia. It made me two years older than I actually was for like a decade, and I was very upset about it. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Well, maybe... and. That, well, did it have your birthday right? Did would your no? It didn't have my birthday to, like, right. It find just your astrology. Got corrected. And it wasn't me, by the way. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, well, as as I go through any of these points, please let me know if you're like, no, 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 that's not true at all. <laughs> um, you know, you you released solo material under the moniker White Sea. You served as a core member and a co-writer of, of M83, including the band's 2011 Grammy-nominated album, Hurry Up, We're Dreaming. And you've also co-written songs with the likes of Panic at the Disco, Lady Gaga, to name a few, if, if any of our listeners have heard those bands. This is, this is all true, I promise. <laughs> awesome. And I know, Amy, uh, you had... Right before we started, you had uh, also noticed if you wanted to mention that movie, too. That sounds Oh, cool. yeah. Um, you scored a movie that's coming out later in February called Mothering Sunday. Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. That's so cool. So is that like, I'm sure you've you've um, done things like that before, but are you trying to, is that like kind of a next step for you where you're trying to get more into like the movie scoring biz? Or was this something that kind of just organically came up for you and you were like, let me do it? Well, it's kind of pretty much what I do at this point. I mean, okay. I haven't, I haven't really, <clears throat> I feel like I made the transition into scoring uh, about seven, six years ago. I was kind of hitting my wall with, I was like hitting 30 basically, or about to hit 30 and, <laughs> and thought to myself, this is not sustainable <laughs> <laughs> uh, being a performing artist and touring. And it's just, it, it wreaks havoc on your, personal life and your body. And I was just trying to find new ways of being musically uh, engaged and creative. And um, my best friend, Ava, who's the director of Mothering Sunday, as well as her last two films, which I had the honor and pleasure of scoring, um, was doing her first film, uh, Bang Gang, which is, a, she's a French director. And uh, I kind of lobbied to do the score. It was just one of those moments of kismet, I think, where I was like, oh, I just really want to do this. And then when I did it, it was such a joy that I was like, this is where I want to be. And uh, got into the Sundance Lab a couple months later and just being around people who did what I did. I was like, okay, this is... This is my tribe. Everybody's better than me. I have to step up. <laughs> I get to keep growing. My brain isn't atrophying on a tour bus somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about how you got into astrology. Are you pretty, like, a big believer or? I go through phases. I'm going to be completely honest. That's okay. Um, I, I, like... I think I think as a gift, my mom got me a Vedic astrology reading, which I guess is mm -hmm. more about timing. Is that correct? 
I don't know. This is my podcast. <laughs> no, we're, we, we don't, um, we're not like strong supporters of one versus the other. Okay. You know, it's, it's the main Western signs are like the ones that we, you know, talk about but okay. from from what i know yeah i believe that does have to do with the timing is, well it was kind of nuts one. the reading was amazing and basically everything was true decades onward you know so i have deep respect for things i don't know let's put it that way and i'm always open i don't think it's gospel necessarily um mm. it's not like going to see a psychic where all of a sudden you think you're fate i'm not a fatalist let's say it that way but i i think it's really i don't know i think it's interesting and it's it's um it's fascinating the things that ring true and having enough common sense to know when it doesn't and i just think it's a really interesting exploration i guess more than anything yeah yeah that and you know this works out that's that's really how we look at it too It'd be funny if we were like, no, it is the gospel. Um, <laughs> You're like, you've but... come on to the wrong show. <laughs> no, I think, you know, just some background on us. We're two friends that started as like concert buddies and just huge mu- music nerds. Amy has been a published music writer. So I think we wanted first and foremost, the show to be about music. And then we wanted another way to kind of just mix that up a little bit and make it fun. And we were, we were both getting into astrology at the time. Then we were like, hey, why don't we try to, you know, cross the two and I love I I was I was really excited to speak to you guys super interesting well I'm glad I'm glad we we got you on here so yeah I mean I just one other question because I think it's just fun some people you know do some don't so whatever the answer is fine but like with astrology being a thing for you like you meaning you're aware of it and you have been I'm I'm guessing uh have you noticed like in your life uh patterns between you know I don't know exes have been this sign or your best friend group are all this sign or any, you know, any of those kind of like fun, like little observations? Um, no, I'm a selfish astrology reader. I have to say (laughs) (laughs) it's very much about me in all fairness. Like I do think that there are some like general vibes, I guess that people would associate with certain signs. I can't say I'm familiar with all of them. I'm not a deep astrology explorer, I suppose, but yeah. I, does that answer the question? No, I I, I don't. I, I kind of just think about astrology in terms of like, where is my life going in the moments when I really mm-hmm. need it, I suppose. And That's then, fair, yeah. Yeah. And then drift away from it when I forget about astrology. <laughs> hey, no, that's, that's But I love it. Fair. It's like there's, it's like a little safety blanket, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, you know, one thing we like to do is just like kind of do a, a brief overview of kind of like what they call like your top three signs, your sun, moon, and rising signs. And you've provided those to us, but we'll go over them kind of briefly and just kind of see kicking the tires per se and say like, do you, do you relate to this? Do you not? It, you know, whatever the answer is fine. But from there, then we'll kind of start to go through some of the, some of the musicians that you, you know, are important to you and compare and contrast basically. Right. I can't wait. So your top three, your big three, uh, you're a Taurus sun, Gemini moon and a Virgo rising. So Taurus being your, your sun sign, the sun sign is generally what is like referred to as like the ego and kind of like your, your core purposes and kind of like how your, your outlook on the big picture of life is and things like that. So that's generally why when people are like, what's your sign, man? Like that's, that's kind of the, the core one or the, the main one with 
you know, yours being a Taurus placement, um, which is the opposite of Amy's, by the way. Amy is a Scorpio, mm. um, Pisces, by the way. Taurus are the first of all the the symbol is like the the bull. So there is definitely a can be kind of like a stubbornness there. But on the other side of that, um, like a just a steadfastness and just a, you know, work your butt off kind of mentality. I think, you know, we already mentioned your many credits. I definitely see just there's a very clear, you know, strong work ethic to just not only, you know, with starting in music and then getting over now into, or you've been film scoring, but just like a strong work ethic towards being a creative. And I think when, especially you have that Taurus mentality to it, you're not going to just like give up easily without a fight in terms of, you know, whether it's like even a creative decision. I bet you when you have, you know, kind of a feeling on something on a project, you really want to make sure that that's heard and like that, you know, you're really trying to push that through to make sure that, that that's being heard and that your vision is kind of being seen. Does does that feel fair? Or Yeah, absolutely. Especially like the work ethic portion, for sure. I definitely don't think that I'm somebody that has had anything handed to them. So I, I tend to be somebody that uh, I'm, I'm in it for the hard work, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about... Uh, tourists are really into um, like luxurious things and like hedonists. You mean yes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we are we are hedonists, and this I can attest to, and I'm not ashamed. Thank you very much. You um, want to give us an anecdote? Oh gosh. Oh, well, cool. I just like nice things. I like to I like to work hard. I like to play hard. I like to eat a lot. And then I like to not eat a lot. And then I like to drink a lot. And then I don't drink a lot. I like to work hard and then take a month off and just kind of revel in the space. So it's, um, there's a lot of dedication, I feel like, in my life, as well as a lot of dedication to pleasure, as they say. <laughs> Yeah. I'll also just throw into that for listeners who can't see, uh, Morgan is wearing a t-shirt, a uh, Chateau Marmont t-shirt. So I feel like that's like Taurus Central up in there. Like, I mean, just- I, I remember I broke up with my ex-fiance 10 years ago and I really couldn't face my family. And so I got like an apartment at the Chateau and posted up there for a week during Thanksgiving and it had like a full kitchen and I cooked a full Thanksgiving meal at the Chateau and it's one of my favorite places. I'm actually reading a a history of the Chateau right now. It's one of my favorite places. Cool. Incredible. That's that's really great. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely fit. Yes. (laughs) For Gemini Moon, Amy, do you want to talk at all about just how, how that placement for Moon could, could affect uh, somebody? I don't know. I guess like when I think of Gemini, I think of like they're they can be talkative. They can be a little two faced, I guess, is the uh, stereotype. So I don't really know. Like, I don't know. I don't know that much about Gemini, how their needs that are embodied by the moon, I guess, are reflected in that sign. Yeah, I've never really looked into the moon and Gemini aspect of my sign i suppose my brother and sister are twins and they are gemini's which is very interesting. oh wow so double that's incredible yes wow yeah well because i mean get them that on was the, the podcast guys yeah bring them on <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we call them up right now um 
No, that that actually is just sorry one more second. Like that's really interesting and cool that they are twins and then they both wow. It's a little um, wacky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, Gemini is the twin sign, so there we go. That's you know just one element of it. The other thing is knowing that every sign is ruled over like by a, by one of the planets. They say so. Gemini is ruled over by Mercury, which is the planet of like mind, communication, reason. Mm-hmm. So there's always like a very brainy aspect and in, in kind of core intelligence to Gemini. Now, this is especially interesting when it's found in the moon, which is usually your emotional self. And like kind of whereas the where I was saying the sun is like kind of your ego, they say the moon can be looked at as like your id and like your subconscious, like what you kind of really want and and desire Mm -hmm. um so with such an intellectual uh sign such as gemini being in your in your moon that could tell me that maybe sometimes when it comes to matters of the heart or just emotional things that you maybe do try to you know always weigh your options kind of bring more of like an analytical approach to emotional things sometimes whether or not like that's always like for the better that's who who's to say but like that there is like this kind of um let's let's kind of weigh our options here rather than just be kind of all over the place yeah i mean i think i think the hearing you talk about the taurus and gemini it's they're, they're actually two very practical signs aren't they really when yes. it comes down to it yeah i would yes. i would i would i would i would say i'm not the most romantic person in the world <laughs> i think like i enjoy enjoy like the luxuries that a tourist might enjoy but there there definitely is very much like a pragmatic a pragmatic portion to my personality that can be a safety net i suppose in all portions of life sure you know that I that know. could also that could also be like Virgo rising too. Yeah. And that's I mean, exactly what I was just yeah. going to say is um, really all three of your, your top three are kind of like, I mean, two out of the three are earth signs and the earth signs are usually the most kind of clear, clear minded, you know, grounded, practical Virgo, especially though, this being your rising sign um, and your rising is a lot of the time what we refer to as kind of like your to a degree your social mask and kind of like how you present to people um so a lot of the time if you ask people to guess what your sign is when like they've just met you if they know anything about astrology they are more likely to guess your rising sign just because again that's kind of just that first impression interesting i feel like everybody always says taurus or aries which is interesting because like in vedic astrology i'm actually an aries okay okay interesting well i think Again, just, and you've, you were just saying this, like, just being able to approach things practically, that's definitely, like, key of Virgo trait, and also just being able to, even the hardworking thing comes back into that, and also, like, I think some of the qualities of Virgo that go maybe lesser known, but, you know, we always try to build up all the signs of, like, there's, like, a gentleness to Virgo, there's also just kind of this like loyalty and like feeling like responsible to like those kind of around you that um can make Virgos just like great, you know, kind of in a way like there's like a caretaker nature to Virgos, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Yeah. I have I have a couple Virgos in my life and I feel like they're just um, like amazing caretakers. They just really want the best for the people around them. Like put people around them ahead of themselves sometimes, perhaps. 
Exactly. Yeah. Totally. I think it's it's always good to have a Virgo in like either your friend group or sometimes a parent that can work out well. Uh, <laughs> those kind of things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, great. So that kind of gives us like an intro just to kind of your overview of like kind of what your kind of core signs are. Let's kind of just now, you know, get into the artists that you wanted to talk about. And I think this is always like so interesting and Kind it was so hard to choose, by the way. I just want to say that. Oh, like, totally. my yeah. God. Like, who do you choose? There were so many There were so many people that, yeah. But those were the first three that just kind of popped into my brain. So, uh, Is um, Angelo Badalamenti one of your favorite uh, film composers? Yeah, I just, I, I, I think maybe more than anything, just stepping like macro versus micro. Like he, his collaboration with Lynch and the music that he's done throughout his life is just, it's so intuitive and just he's, there seems to be like a free flow nature to how he creates that I just think just his melodies really touch me. So he's always been a huge influence for me um, in the way that he creates a universe with his music, with his collaborators, obviously the biggest one being Lynch. Yeah. So. All right. Well, He's an Aries sun and a Leo moon, and we don't know what his rising is because the birth time was unknown. So that is, that's literally what I am in Vedic. I'm an Aries sun and a Leo moon, which is really interesting. Wow. That's wow, that is, that is so crazy. I really like that connection. <laughs> um, if only and, my music could be as good as his, goddammit. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I think he's, he is also, he's a pretty old guy. And I think for something like what he's been able to do, you, you got to kind of, you know, work your way up there. So I think there's, very much you know, so. also, da- who knows, David Lynch, he could be, you know, calling you up next week to be like, I, <laughs> I need a new composer. What do you, what do you One think? can dream, one can dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, I, I have to ask, do you feel like you, you know, when you can, like, try to, you know, sneak in little, like, um, I guess, references or um, homages to his work in yours when you're, when you're scoring yourself? Or I guess it just kind of depends on the, the piece, right? I haven't really, I haven't really done that with him. I just find myself coming back to his work as just a safe space to listen to music. Honestly, he just makes me feel something. I want to listen to musicians that make me feel. It's really yeah. that simple. Um, and he's, he's created works that consistently make me emotional and that's what I want to feel when I'm listening to a good score or a good piece of music. So totally. definitely. I love that uh, Julie, Julie Crusay song that he did, Mysteries of Love, I think, for mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yeah. And his, sol- his, his solo works as well are just like, just the way he hears melody is just singular. I just think it's really impressive. Really, really impressive. Yeah. Actually, I was... You know, I was looking up the signs today of your your picks just to like get acquainted with it. And I was on Twitter and I saw one of these astrology accounts I follow mentioned Aries and Leo in the tweet. 
so I thought I would share it. It says, having Aries and Leo in the same chart is a beautiful combination. Having both of these energies in a chart means that you strive and fight for your goals and make them happen. These people also usually rise to the top in their career, too. It's truly incredible. Mm, interesting. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess back to you saying that, like, in, in Vedic that um, those are your placements are the same as his. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things adding up here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice little surprise. I did not know that. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I guess one thing you just mentioned, like as well, not outside of most people are going to probably know him through Lynch and through especially Twin Peaks. But are there, um, I guess, for listeners that maybe want to expand their knowledge on him are there individual albums of his solo work that uh i guess like were big for you that maybe brought you to his work or that you would i guess just recommend for people yeah that let me want to let me look, look up this there's there's actually one particular song that really moves me um oh, great. Uh, i can't find it it's gonna take too long but i think it's called like fields of gold or something like that obviously his catalog is super deep he's done a lot of work but there's one particular song something with gold in the title i i'm terrible with song titles um or cue titles but uh that particular track just really always draws me back into his work when i need an injection of like inspiration or just getting it's always really impressive when a musician can write a piece of music that you can come back to over and over and over and over and over again. And it moves you and makes you feel like it's fresh every time you listen to it. And I feel like that's what his work does for me. Incredible. Yeah. I, I feel like he just, there's like this mood that I associate with, with him. That's like both, both like deeply, kind of like sad and yearning but also kind of has this like warmth to it that totally like yeah it's like that give and take simultaneously that's like just really really unique i'm i was also just as you were talking about that particular song looks like he had maybe scored or composed music for something called gold coast i don't know if that's maybe just <laughs> coincidentally I, gotta, I gotta send it to you i gotta just send it to you okay. after this i will i don't want to type, cool. type 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 away but no um. no that's okay and, um, <laughs> in, in post as well we always when we publish the episodes in the uh show notes like to link out to things that we talk about so we will have you know when we we discover the song uh we'll have it linked out okay awesome well. yeah i'll send it because it, it's really like such a beautiful piece of music and I love how he works in collaboration too like whether it's Lynch or the vocalist that he works with um and it's funny because I've never really looked up his biography necessarily so I don't know much about him personally or the way that he works so any of my impressions are definitely a little bit more instinctive than anything else but um he just seems like he thrives in collaboration and I feel, and maybe that's just an assumption, that could be just a totally off-base assumption, but I definitely feel like my best work is always done in collaboration with other brilliant artists. So I, I, I maybe it's a, a fantasy of mine, but I, I project that onto him because I feel it in my own, uh, my own experience of being a musician in whatever form that takes. Yeah. And it's like not surprising that 
David Lynch would like latch on to somebody who like makes his stuff come alive, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, like, I think there's like videos even on YouTube of him and Badalamenti just like, or no, there's a, there's a video of, oh God, I don't know if it was Lynch or him talking about how they created Laura Palmer's kind of theme and him just sitting at the piano and Lynch is literally just saying, and now the lift and now the darkness and now the... And David would say, Angelo, that's great. I love that. That's a good mood. But can you play it slower? And I'd say, slower, David? Okay. And I'd go... You know, and it's... um, For a musician to be able to sit there and do that... He says, that's it. That's a good tempo. Just keep it going slow like that. And it was really after that very first Towards the camera. Tape. coming closer. Just keep building it. Just keep building it. And she's getting close. Now reach some kind of climax. And I would go... And he said, oh, that's it. Oh, that's so beautiful. They had the theme. Oh, that's tearing my heart out. I love that. Just keep that going. Which is so goddamn iconic. <laughs> Who doesn't know that theme? That theme will always be just, I think, like an obelisk, you know? Um, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, one one quick thing to, to add, and just on some light, half-assed internet research here, that apparently he first came to work with Lynch when he was looking to score Blue Velvet. Ah. And uh, he had, well, he had originally been brought on to be Isabella Rossellini's singing coach. No way. Like, for for her singing, you know, on the soundtrack. And um, they were going to have her, you know, sing somebody else's music, um, but they were having trouble securing the rights for it. So uh, in its place, Lynch kind of went to him and was like, this is what we're kind of trying to go for. And just, you know, However, they were able to just get on the same page. They figured out, you know, Mysteries of Love is ends up being, you know, the one of the main songs from Blue Velvet. And kind Isn't of that always how it happens in a career, though? I mean, like that that yeah. is legitimately how it always happens. It's it's some bizarre, like something didn't work out. So this takes its place vibes. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, I also I also saw that he is on camera in the scene where Isabella Rossellini is singing, like he's at the piano. I did not know that. No, <laughs> gotta have. I'm gonna have to rewatch and look out. For <laughs> I'm him. like, well, I'll be in a K hole of Lynchian <laughs> exploration tonight. <laughs> uh, totally great. I guess my my only other question in this is uh, maybe a little bit more Lynch related, but uh, what did you think of the the return of Twin Peaks? Can I be honest with you? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it. Didn't okay. watch it. I just... I was, that's fine. I, I felt, was like... It's I like, thought she was going to say it. it's bad. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That's, that is what I was bracing heroes. for as well, which would have been fine. <laughs> but I was just curious, yeah. <laughs> I just... There was a part of me that was just like... God, I really, and I just, you know, I feel like I'm so susceptible to outside influence sometimes when it comes to other people's art, that there was just so many people that kind of weighed in that I was like, I need to give this a couple of years and then I'll dive in when nobody's fucking talking about it. Like, I don't, 
I want to do this on my own time when it feels really fresh and like an exploration as opposed to coming to it with other people's opinions. So I haven't watched it yet as a result, but yeah. Well, maybe once you're all settled in your new home, yes. you, uh, <laughs> you can watch that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It will happen. It just hasn't happened yet, yes. I think that's like an extremely practical and, and sensible <laughs> way to approach it. I uh, feel seen and not the best way. Oh, God. <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, next up here uh, on your list, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, PJ Harvey. Oh my God, the goddess that walks upon Woo! this earth. Um, so just listening her signs out, and it was another case of where we couldn't necessarily determine the rising, but Libra Sun and Virgo Moon. Um, mm. But I guess you know, first off, just curious, like, is there a particular kind of point in time that you kind of found yourself, you know, getting into her music? Uh, was there like an album? Was there a song? Oh yes. Any anything specific? Oh yes, definitely. So I discovered "Is This Desire" when I was going through a breakup, and it was like my first real breakup. You know, I was very young and. There's like an iciness to PJ that I think is really fascinating because there are other artists who are so talented but icy and I I can't connect with their music. But for some reason, I experience PJ as a bit removed, but she moves me. And that particular album just crushed me. I just think her... Her access to emotion in a way that just feels very raw, but very owned is very interesting to me. And I think that there's a, there's a level of taste to the way that she approaches her writing that I just, I, I aspire to be that tasteful. I think it's really, um, it's really, really inspiring and, and impressive. I hate to use that word over and over, but. So yeah, so Is This Desire was the first album that kind of drew me into her music. And then I saw her play at the Wiltern maybe like a couple years later. And I was just blown away by her stage presence. I've never seen a human being perform the way that she does. She is consummate performer and she skirts this bizarre, like... <laughs> thin red line of being of being a performer and also just being like her songs exposed raw present and just she's a titan I just think she's absolutely immaculate there's like nothing she's on her own path of exploration that's absolutely clear granted she became an artist at a time when you were still allowed to do that so that's a whole other conversation but um I do think that uh she is She's just one of the best, hands down. Huge, 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 just emotional influence. I don't know that musically I find many touchstones in my own work just because it hasn't led me there yet. But I come back to her albums very frequently, particularly that one just because it holds so much emotional resonance. So. That was that was beautiful. I, I well, what else can we say? Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna just take a break right now and go listen <laughs> to that album. 
<laughs> I think maybe also the uh, I was thinking as you're saying of like that kind of just composure and like just kind of the way she she carries herself and everything. Maybe that's just you can chalk that up to being a Brit, and you know they can just they know how to class it up. They know how to carry themselves. And, and maybe kind of there's just, an emotional just, just barrier there. There's like a glass yeah. wall, you know, which fair enough. But it also exactly. lends them with a tremendous amount of perspective. So I'm not mad yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, totally. Um, also, I will just say to to bring it, you know, back to astrology. I think both Libra and Virgo. You know, we talked about a lot of the qualities of Virgo, but you know, her being a, a Libra sun, a lot of the time, that's like the that's like the devil's advocate sign. That's the you know the the symbol for Libra is the is the two scales, the scales of justice. So just kind of this kind of obsession almost with trying to keep things balanced, trying to make sure that things are reasonable, fair. But I think you could also maybe extend that into into the music and, and trying to make sure that whether that's just how it's mixed or the way that she might come off in, you know, live performances or things like that, that there's kind of just a, I don't know, I get a, a certain air to it that because it's because it has that kind of yin yang to it there's almost like a easygoingness not necessarily that it's you listen to it while you're kicking back but it has that kind of like effortlessness because it's so thought you know it's so thought uh, through i mean i think that that's exactly, like a quality exactly. to her that i think is very special is uh the way that she writes the way that she crafts melody sound etc it's clearly parsed through but it doesn't feel overwrought it doesn't mm-hmm. feel performative it still feels like very available to access but it's like you do it at your own risk which i really like yeah totally and i i would also just another connection that i'd note too between maybe between the two of you as well Taurus, I maybe I hadn't mentioned, is ruled over by the planet Venus, and that's where the, kind of the appreciation for the finer things in life come from. There is another sign that Venus also rules over, which is Libra, which, you know, so I think they kind of express themselves in, in different ways, but there is still that um, mm-hmm. thing found through Libras of just, you know, being able to especially appreciate, like, just a- aesthetics and, and design and just, like, just those very kind of physical, tangible, you know, expressions of, of beauty yeah. and, and balance and things like that. Yeah. I mean, even her record covers, you know, it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's never afraid. She she just has this ability to be fragile and strong, beautiful and ugly in the best way. Like she infuses things with an amount of rawness that, that feels also like very, I don't know, fragile is the word that I come back to, but she's ultimately not, which I think is really interesting. Or maybe she is, who knows? I've never met her, but. um, Yeah. I think she seems like a sturdy person. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I'm actually looking at her like full chart and she has a lot of her go on like earth in the other placements. So Yeah. yeah, I could see that for sure. I can see that like definitely helping with the staying power of her career and she's just puts she does she didn't really like ever shift in quality so yeah and she surrounds herself with really good people too you know she collaborates with i feel like people that are her her friends i suppose that she trusts 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is a lesson of age, obviously. The older we get, the more we recognize the power of that. But um, I don't know. I think it just makes her, it makes her work in collaboration that much more interesting. Yeah. Um, one of the songs that she has a cool person featuring is The Mess We're In with Tom York. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I love that song. Yeah. I love yeah. that song. So I like good. that. The whole album is good, too. I think it's funny. Uh, there was like a, a, a few months back, Pitchfork put out this thing where they were like, we're we're revising our scores for like things that, that. Like, Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, yeah. apparently, How convenient. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, apparently for um, Songs from the City, Songs from the Sea, yeah. they didn't like it at first, but then now they gave it a yeah, better, of course. better wow. score. So. Lord knows she doesn't give a shit, which is what I love Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How convenient. (laughs) Although, ironically, Johnny Greenwood, speaking of Radiohead and Tom York, was like the other musician I almost threw out there because I'm obsessed with him. But, um, oh, yeah. And he's a big (laughs) uh, movie musician as well. Oh, he's like, he's one of my favorites. I think he's, he's such a probably number one influence at this point. Yeah. It's, it's been really cool to kind of just see him like find that like life of, his own kind of outside of Radiohead because for so long it's just you know I don't know and diehard Radiohead fans don't don't kill me but for you know most people it's like it's the Tom York show right but uh I think but why it's It's a band it's not a solo no no no, I I get that I get that I'm just saying in the in the public perception I think I front people always kind of can hog up you know that spotlight sometimes Um, yeah. so when, when other members that are, you know, still just as important and are contributing when they can kind of have their own thing on the side too, and people really get to see, you know, what they're all about on their own. I think yeah. that's, I've just thought that's really cool that we've been. Well, in my book, if you're working that. with PT Anderson, who is God amongst gods, I would not oh, call that a side you. project, but yes. <laughs> and we all love sure. Radiohead. Let's, let's be honest, mm-hmm. but right. like what, right. what, I think what's interesting about Johnny, not to digress, but, you know, he's a classical musician. This is his brilliance. He's, he is layered. Like he is, what a fucking immaculate talent. And his references, it was interesting. I was listening literally yesterday to his interview with Terry Gross on uh, NPR, because obviously he's going to be nominated, or I think he has been nominated for an Oscar. And, um, just hearing him talk about like I I if if I had like that final like alive or dead dinner party I would want him I would want him at the table for sure. That's cool. I just looked it up and he's a Scorpio. Yes. Does that mean he's good in the sack? <laughs> That's the only I'm cliche most, I know. Most likely. I, I know. Yes. I know that. Like, uh, what, what the, okay. To come back to your OG question, I know that Scorpios are fiery and loyal and good in the sack. So, hello, Amy. Um, I know that uh, Pisces are incredibly feeling and intuitive. Is that correct? Okay, to cool. A detriment, but yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. My father and my ex-boyfriend are both Pisces. And then what else do I know? Capricorns are very practical. That's the extent yes. of my astrological. Yeah, yeah. Knowledge. I mean, no, that that those are all 
things I've found to be true, we've found to be true. So okay, well, there we go. There you go. There you go. It's all jokes. People listening to this, all jokes. (laughs) Oh no, of course. Yeah, if anyone's coming here for like really serious talk about anything, really, we're we're, we like to keep it fun. And I'm the wrong guest, so there you go. I think that leaves, uh, and and certainly not least, but uh, your third choice, the, the truly a queen in my book, Joni Mitchell. Yes. She um, is seminal for me. Absolutely seminal. I, I grew up going backpacking with my father every summer during the Pleiades in August. That's how I learned how to sing, was learning how to sing harmonies to Blue in the car with my father. And she... She's one of those very rare artists where I feel like I'll follow her anywhere, no matter how much I dislike <laughs> maybe an album that she's made. The Mingus years are not necessarily my favorite um, or phase, I should say. But um, my God, that woman has a singular vision. She's fascinating to me. And I just, I feel like her life really resonates with me as much as her music. And I don't feel that way about many artists. She's fascinating to me. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, she she's a water queen. She's got Scorpio sun, Pisces moon, and Cancer rising. That's not surprising. <laughs> so all, of, all of the water signs represented there. Um, the waters flow deep, y'all. I mean, blue. I I and I think most people you know recognize blue as being a watercolor. Um, I mean, that's obvious, but. Also, I think it was just funny, right before we even got into this, you were saying, like, you know about Scorpios and Pisces, mm-hmm. and uh, that's us, and here here she is representing, you know, both of those signs as well. Yeah. And you said your father, who is a Pisces, got you, got you, basically introduced you to her, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, Pisces that's lovely. King. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, of course, Joni's music resonates with Pisces. Of course, it does. Yeah. But <laughs> but she, but she has she has this vulnerability to her yes. that is just really singular. Like it never feels. Uh, I hate to use the word again, but it never feels performative to me. It just feels like she's literally just offering herself up on a plate when she's giving you a song, and I just think that that is just so beautiful. And her paintings are amazing. And her life is like tragic, honestly, you know, with the adoption of her, her child. And I always, I think one thing I really found fascinating about her was how she would take a lover for pretty much every new album that she made and kind of like the stories that would come from the albums or in that would flow into (laughs) pardon the water reference uh that would flow into into the records were like all yeah yeah i know you love it i know you love it um (laughs) like the references to she was just so unabashedly committed to committing her life to her songs and that idea of like just love and eroticism and small moments that she committed to lyric and her music, I just think is overwhelmingly inspirational. And I, I hope that younger, I mean, I'm almost in my forties and I hope that there are younger artists who connect with that. Cause I think it's really important, really, really important. Like age and experience and vulnerability is underrated. Yeah. Yeah, I 
I mean, I think it's also just, it's very clear to see just the influence that she's had up to this point just on anyone in the, like, quote-unquote indie, you know, singer-songwriter space, like, uh, male or female, of just, like, kind of all those qualities you were just saying of just really approaching it of, like, what's hitting the page is, like, me. It's not a, it's not a persona. It's not something else. It's just, like, this is my journal that I'm, like, opening up to the world kind of thing. Yeah. She's, like, just been such a blue print for that, I would say. Oh! <laughs> All right, perfect. that's my time yeah. for tonight, folks. Thank you. Thanks for Shut thanks it for down. Over. Podcast is over. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but, but speaking of, like, kind of younger artists or up-and-coming artists, I do want to shout out somebody we've had an, on as a guest whose work I think is, is definitely a, a bit reminiscent, Cassandra Jenkins. For, for listeners to check her out if, if you're also a Joni fan and for yourself as well. Yeah, I would love uh, to if, check it out. Awesome. She's, she has just like really great poetic musings over just kind of these ethereal compositions. It's really amazing. Yeah. Cassandra Jenkins, you said? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I'll the album came out last year. So. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to listen to it. Another thing, I guess, just like a connection between you and Joni is like, we didn't really, we mentioned it earlier that Scorpio and Taurus are opposites on the wheel, but I guess like, you know, there's the idea that opposites can attract. Mm -hmm. And they do. They're fascinated (laughs) by each other from what I've experienced. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Completing the circle there. I don't have a ton of experience with Taurus, but... We're ravished. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, yeah, they're and very they. enticing, enticing people. <laughs> we're very, we're very much like I feel like. Is it Torians? Is that how you would say it? Yeah, Torians. Yeah, let's yeah. go with Torians. that. Torians, Torians. Okay, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. No, uh, for my mispronunciation. Emily Post will probably call me later. Nobody knows who Emily Post is anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's when you know you're getting old. I feel like Torians are just like so grounded in their pleasure and like being the life of the party and really present, strangely. I don't really have any Tauruses in my life now that I'm thinking about it. I have a lot of Virgos, a lot of Pisces. My mother's a Cancer. And, um, I don't have a lot of water, like, like, I don't have a lot of, I, I don't know a single Aquarius, I guess. There are like certain signs that have never come into my life, which I think is really interesting. But Tauruses tend to be just very much like that person you call that will literally bury the body with you. Yeah, they're dependable. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just kind of get it, I think, too, just like thinking back on some of my friends from college, like just that person, like you're going to stay up well into the early hours of the morning, just talking about life and just kind of being like, forget small talk. Like we're just, we're going to just talk about, you know, shit that matters kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, Being able to cut through that. um, No, no time to waste. Yeah. Because again, and you know, back to the whole like finer things in life that can also mean like really the things that matter are like, some things that are deeper that have you know more of that weight to it as well always I feel like it's always a good reminder at least for myself to just not take things so seriously 
Yes. Everybody could use that advice. Yeah. Also post 2020 through today, I would say, (laughs) I mean, that's a, that's a general reminder, not just science specific. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you know, some of the signs forget that I think sometimes. So I think it's good for, for us all to remind ourselves of that, but (laughs) cool. I think, I mean, is there anything else just based on any of these three artists that like we didn't get to or that you coming on wanted to make sure that we chatted about? Trying to think. I feel like um, all of them make sense, like based on what you guys were saying, just even the cursory kind of overview. It's really interesting super fascinating and also just it's like yeah duh <laughs> I'm like yeah of course Jody's like a triple water sign that makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah I mean especially in her case yeah that's like a text it's just like, like it's like too good yeah, yeah I mean it, it's yeah. like obviously that makes absolute sense and just feels very right so yeah <laughs> no it's super interesting thank you for sharing all that with me it's fascinating of course of course. Yeah. And thank you for being cool and coming on and, and having a great, great chat with us. Yeah. Um, uh, is there anything, I guess, you know, we, we mentioned Mothering Sunday. Is there other work of yours coming up that you want to just kind of plug away and just let people know about? Um, yes. <laughs> Please go be, for it. I held to it. be self-serving. You have the floor. Yes, I have the floor. Well, I'm doing a new show for Ryan Murphy called The Watcher with Naomi Watts, Ooh. which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. Ryan Murphy, no more, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's been really fun. And then I actually, I mean, I have a bunch of other TV things, but I can't talk about them, so that's pointless. And then uh, I actually wrote a record at the beginning of last year for the first time in a really long time. And cool. it's a country record. I'm very excited. Oh my it. god, that's a curveball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like fuck synthesizers. Know. Goodbye. I love you. I'll discover you again <laughs> in ten years. I just wanted to do something. I feel like it's like a full circle moment for me. Like it's like yeah. when you're really young, it's like you have your instincts and then you move away from them because you think that they're corny and that you shouldn't do them. And then over the last decade, I've kind of like through so much work and so much exploration with different artists and working as a composer and producer and writer, I'm just coming back to songwriting. And it just happened to be that I've always wanted to make like a 1960s Patsy Cline country record. That sounds really cool. I did that. Good for you. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm putting it out under um, a different name. It's my mother and my father's middle names it's called sue clayton she's called sue clayton nice yeah i'm very very excited about that i'm very proud Uh, of that where did you grow up um i'm a california girl for sure but i was born in alaska oh um, wow but yeah i part of my childhood was in uh, northern california and uh, i've been in la for a really long time so about gosh almost 20 years yeah um, I guess, like, how has, like, country music come well, into my your da- life? My dad's from Alabama. Oh, Alabama. There you go. Yeah. And um, I grew up listening to a lot of uh, folk, traditional Americana, bluegrass. I, and when I say country, I'm not talking about, like, 2020 
country. Sure. <laughs> oh no. It's, yeah, it's really yeah. like traditional, traditional country storyteller. Um, the classics. Yeah, like Glenn Campbell and stuff like that. So, um, and I'm very lucky. I got to work with uh, Butch Walker. He produced the record and co-wrote it. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I used of, to listen to him. He's awesome. Yeah, I love him so much. Great. He's such such um, a good guy. And we just um, we've known each other for a long time. We're on the same management company, but we've known each other for a long time. And um, I started sending our mutual manager some of the demos, and I was like, I think I need to make a left turn. Like I'm, I want to start like I need a break from composition and I really just want to write something for myself. And I didn't have any intention of doing anything with it, but he was like, I think you need to do this. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And I was like, but I don't, I do not want to produce it. Like, I don't want to produce my own record. It's a nightmare. <laughs> and he's like, I think Butch would be perfect for this. So Butch, uh, Butch and I just kind of hit the ground running last February and um, the record's been done for a year and I think we're going to be putting it out this, uh, this spring. So it's exciting. Great. So cool. Yeah. We'll definitely be on the lookout. Yeah. So that's, that's Sue Clayton, you said. And Sue Clayton. Is the, yes. Do you have the name of the album too for, for folks? Or Called is Rookie. That, are you, Rookie. I like it. Yeah. That's great. Okay. One other question, you know, we, we always like to ask guests and not to put you on the spot, but like it just in your free time, you know, listening to music, is there anything that's kind of been on your repeat uh, playlist? Like anything old, new, just that's been kind of just percolating around in your head? Okay. So uh, bear with me while I open my Spotify. Yes, I use Spotify. I don't care. Um, so I'm working on a TV show right now that's referencing Run Lola Run a bunch. So mm-hmm. I've been listening to Princess Century, which I just think that she's just freaking awesome. I don't know much about the artist, but I discovered her a couple years ago and I'm just obsessed. I've been listening to a lot of Shlomo as well, who I adore. And then kind of like, going back into old Bjork catalog and like drum and bass stuff <laughs> from, my, from my youth, you know, rediscovering that, which has been so fun. I have been consistently obsessed with one of tricks point never for the last couple of years. I just think that oh hell yeah, uh, Daniel is a fucking genius and I would love to work with him one day. I think he's just top of the pops, man his scores but his albums are just like I come back to them all the time just depending on what mood I'm in and just kind of rediscovering electronic music and what that feels like and looks like yeah that's kind of where I've been recently obviously my uh my pre-sue phase was a lot of like um Glenn Campbell and you know the traditional kind of more 50s 60s 70s well, actually, particularly 70s uh, country stars, which has been really fun uh, just for songwriting inspiration. But yeah, two, di- two very different worlds, but essentially who I am. <laughs> it's like those two things compiled into one person. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. Hey, yeah. you're getting all of your kind of musical food groups in there. Exactly. Like. Exactly. You know, we have to exercise all the muscles. So. Gotta yeah. be well rounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amy, how about you? Anything new you, or new or old that you've been uh, eating up? <laughs> yes, uh, one of my 
favorite bands put out a record on last week and uh it's animal collectives time skiffs and it's really good oh yeah i've, I've heard of those guys <laughs> they're cool they're, and stuff these 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 uh, young <laughs> cool young cats onto the scene <laughs> oh yeah so so young these days <laughs> um yeah no that's a that's a really great record and like i think i mean i like all of their stuff but i think it's it's pretty um it's pretty approachable I yeah think, it's definitely one to, of their more accessible records yeah um which is cool. Like, not in a way that seems like they're trying to, like, force it or anything, but um, maybe that's why I think it's impressive is it's, like, it's still them clearly, you know, doing what they're great at, um, but also just being, like, yeah, I don't know, maybe uh, we don't uh, try to, like, scare people away with some of this uh, <laughs> weirder ends of the spectrum kind of thing, but still still have it be interesting. And, oh, and God, we need more artists like that, though, honestly. No, they're it's geniuses. true. It's true. There's uh, just I like, just... we don't have the next Bowie without people like Animal Collective. And like, we don't encourage young artists to explore if we don't let them just be wild, you know? But that's yeah. a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll mention also a, a new one that came out last week. Same day. It was a great day last Friday. Um, Mitski just put out a, a new album, uh, Laurel Hell. Oh, yeah. I've been meaning to I've listen to that. Who produced that, though? On it. That is a great question. Uh, let's see. I mean, it's, she put it out under Dead Oceans, who I think she has been working with. But um, I'm actually curious to know that, too. Um, it's, it's great. A lot of, lot of good synths on there. It's called Laurel Hell. But yeah, let's see who... If it's who I think it is, I'm about to start some shit. It's Patrick oh. Highland. Oh, okay, no. that's I'm not going to start any shit. Okay. Oh, damn. I was like, ah, wait, is this an exclusive? Are we getting some... Wait, but who did, who did you think? <laughs> I'm not telling. <laughs> okay, that's what Twitter okay. is for, honey. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I, I will never tweet about Mitski. Are you kidding me? Her fans are terrible. Oh, terrible? Yeah, they're like real like stands on Twitter. They like if you say anything negative about her, they're on your ass. I don't I? Don't, I need to. She's she's been someone on my list. I really want to get to know. I don't really know her music very well, but um, I've been in Score World, so I feel like I've been a bit sequestered. I need to get back into listening to new releases again. <laughs> I feel a little bit out of the out of the mix with new music. That's for sure. Hey, you know. The 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 good thing is it's not going anywhere, so it will it will be there for you. You'll um, always have new music to listen to. Yeah, uh, but yeah, if if you are looking for somebody uh, that's been putting out some quality work, and I think pretty consistently too, um, I would absolutely recommend her. Awesome, we'll add her to the list. Great. Are, is there a specific place, Morgan, you would want to tell people to um, just kind of keep up with you and your work, um, your, you know, Instagram, uh, your website, uh, any any of those, you know, kind of handles you want to plug? Um, <laughs> I don't know. If not, not very if active like, on anything if, these days. If you're just like, if you're also just like, just Google me, figure it out. I'm sure people are smart. They'll be able I to do feel that like too. if anybody's curious, okay. it's, yeah, it's okay. morgankibby.com or uh, on Instagram at white sea music. But I don't, I don't post very often because I have a job. <laughs> you're doing the damn thing. I get it. 
Um, I would love to post more often, but I feel like I'm funnier in person versus on the interwebs. So, or more engaging, funny, fu- funny is a strong word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Social media is a whole job onto itself. It's, it's so overwhelming. So it's not you know, for me. I've accepted yeah. my fate. The work will speak for itself. It's hopefully. <laughs> no, well, I believe me. I, There's nothing stuff, wrong with a little mystery, well. you know? <laughs> That's true too. That's great. And and very last thing we just want to ask you, uh, we love to play people off um, with just a clip of a, of a song from, from our guests. So is there, and if you want to get back to us, that's fine, but is there a song of yours that, um, you know, you'd want to, you'd want to have a set up right now and, and we'll have that play. Sure. I mean, the most recent release I had was from the Mothering Sunday soundtrack. So I would say maybe um, a cue called Waves from that soundtrack. I'm very proud of it. It was the song that kicked off me figuring out the score and it stuck. So yeah. Excellent. Well, I can't wait to hear that. And I'm also now just really anything Olivia Coleman's in, I love. So I'm, I can't wait to check out that film. She's well. amazing. The, the film is actually really beautiful. I, I just, without, I mean, I know I'm biased, but not being involved in it. It's, it's a, it's a gorgeous film and Josh O'Connor is amazing. And it's, it's an amazing cast. Nice. Great. Well, great. Hey, two and one there. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, folks, uh, get ready. We're we're gonna have you um, hear "Waves" by by Morgan Kibbe on the Mothering Sunday soundtrack. And uh, Morgan, just thank you again so much for for coming on. This is a great combo. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.